1: Hello, podcasters! It's your radio hero, the Stuper Gear, and me, uh, <laughs> his faithful sidekick, Glenn Beck. We're um, we're glad that you're uh, joining us today. We got a great podcast for you. We have Donald Trump Jr. on uh, with us today. Yeah, that's a pretty big one. Um, you know, he's going to talk about the
2: fabulous convention. Uh, going on. He was really impressed by it, I think.
1: That That was my impression. So when I asked him about, you know, so what did your dad learn so you don't repeat the mistakes? His answer was pretty much, well, I mean you expect it to be bad from the GOP. You don't expect it to be bad from the left. <laughs> yeah, so. that was kind of what he said. <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant, but that's, mm-hmm. I think, what he said. Um, so we have just a, a quick recap on the convention. We have Herschel Walker's son on with us today. He's a fascinating, fascinating kid. Also, we talk about Goodyear and mm-hmm. the nightmare that is. This Goodyear scandal, if you will, yeah. Breaking news with audio on that from inside one of the uh, one of the sessions. Apparently, uh, not not positive. And one of the young Republican women that has just won uh, her primary in Florida, Anna Paulina Luna. What is the GOP missing? Why are these brand new, fresh faced, young, a lot of them women candidates? Winning in the primaries What is the message We need to learn All that and more on today's podcast
3: You're listening to The Best of the Glenn Beck Program
1: Man needs no interrupt uh, no No introduction Donald Trump Jr. is joining us now Don how are you? I'm doing
0: well. I also need no interruption. If you give me the mic, I'll just
1: go for hours. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, so, so Don, tell us first of all, you watching this convention with your with your family, with your dad. You're watching it separately.
0: Uh, no, I've been watching it alone. I, you know, I'm in New York, and uh, my father's in D.C. But yeah. uh, I, I've been trying to watch it. It's not easy to get through. Oh my right? gosh. I mean, it's it's painfully boring and this is from the party that owns hollywood uh they have all these directors involved and this is the best they can come up with it's almost like ever since harvey weinstein went to prison the democrats have lost their
1: flair Uh, (laughs) I, i will tell you it's making a lot of conservatives very nervous is because if this is the best they can do oh my gosh what are the republicans going to do what is your debt?
0: Well, but it's, it's different. I think. I think you expect. You know. Again, you you expect that artsy nonsense from the Democrats. Instead, you're seeing you know hateful drivel, long, boring speeches. Uh, you know, hypocrisy that knows no bounds. I mean, you, you talk about you know o- Obama. Uh, you know, Bill Clinton talking about the sanctity of the Oval Office. Oh my God! You know, uh, Obama talking about enriching themselves from public office i mean obama went in as a community organizer he's buying a 20 million dollar home in martha's vineyard please spare yeah, me i know uh, spare me the nonsense yeah. uh it, it's sort of amazing
1: so i'm i i i i hesitate to even bring this up because yeah. your dad just might do it but i think your dad would beat the ratings of the democratic convention tonight just online if he just live streamed and just off the hip, just commented all the way through. I think more people would watch that than are watching the actual convention.
0: Well, 100%. I actually said something similar during the Democrat debates. Be like, we should just set up a fundraiser, which is just a live stream of DJT watching the Democrat debates and commenting in the way that really only he
1: can. Yeah. Uh, It it would be truly special. So that brings me to um, your dad being kind of handicapped here because of COVID. Uh, I, I saw your dad speak at I think it was CPAC, and when you watch him live, it is a totally different experience than seeing that live you know speech on television. You see him live, you understand him much more. He listens and he learns from the audience, um, and it, it's it's a remarkable thing. He is really truly remarkable live. That is his strength. Now with COVID, you don't you don't you don't have the opportunity to, for him to play at his strength, and I think that's part of the deal here uh, to handicap him. How is he going to uh, maneuver around this so he can use his strength?
0: Well, I think you're 100 percent right in many senses. I think there's definitely a political element of this. The Democrats are loving that. Uh, You you've never seen a political campaign like Joe Biden's where they're actually thrilled that they can have an excuse to not put their candidate in front of the American people uh, who would be voting for him. Uh, You know, that's literally never been done in political history. You know, Donald Trump, that's his polling when he's speaking to a crowd of twenty five thousand. You know, he sees what they're into. He sees their reaction. He doesn't go to a pollster where, you know, as as you seen, they haven't been right about much in the last few years. Uh, You know, he gets that directly from the American people. So they're trying to cut that out. I think the difference now, I think it would have been much more problematic if this had happened in 2016, uh, because now the American people see it. But more importantly, Donald Trump made promises to the American people in 2016. And unlike most of our politicians, since we're accustomed to promises, Donald Trump's actually delivered. I mean, I could understand, you know, if you're pro-life. You know, I could understand being skeptical of sort of the New York City brash mm-hmm. billionaire. Like, is this guy going to really fight for pro-life? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're pro-religious liberty, if you're pro-2A, if whatever it may be, the reality is Donald Trump's been as strong on those issues, if not stronger, than any president in modern American history. So now for conservatives, they see that. Now, more importantly, for everyone else, they also see that a president came in with no experience, no Washington ties, was able to get to the greatest economic numbers our country has ever seen, most number of new startup business, lowest unemployment for every demographic and every minority, Uh, you know, your 401k's through the roof, even in a global pandemic, the numbers are still better than many of the ones under uh, the Obama administration. So, you know, I always say, if Joe Biden, like, if he knew how to fix anything, why didn't he tell Obama? Why didn't he do it? Why did he wait 50 years as a Washington, D.C. Swamp creature, half a century, Glenn, to now? Oh, now he's going to deliver? I, I'd ask you this. Name a single Joe Biden accomplishment that was good for America. His accomplishments are he built up China. He pushed for them to be in the World Trade Organization. They grew uh, their economy from one that was the size of the Netherlands to the behemoth that is today because of people like Joe Biden pushing for it. But, like, other than for China, name a single Joe Biden accomplishment. And and now we are to believe that this guy is going to fix America coming out of a pandemic, brought to us by a country that he spent the last half a century building. It's asinine, and I think people see it.
1: And it's not only that. I I don't think he's really making the policies. I mean, I I and I I don't mean this with any kind of glee or anything else. I I I want to ask you it this this way: If your father at any time became as addled as i think joe biden is wouldn't your family gather around and say hey dad dad stop you, you don't correct let's not let's not hundred, wreck here hundred
0: percent right a hundred
1: percent it's but, you know, it's grotesque family is you know hunter
0: biden's taken 1.5 billion from the chinese government now was he invested no not really he never did that but you know the brothers making you know multi million dollars from getting housing contracts in iraq minor detail he's never built a home You know, I I actually literally wrote a book about it. I mean, it's coming out first week of September called Liberal Privilege, um, because that's the kind of stuff that's going on. So if their entire family's livelihood wasn't dependent on Joe Biden's taxpayer funded office, uh, you know, they they would have the decency to do it. And again, I don't mean to make light of dementia or any sort of. Correct. By the way, I, I think he could be a great grandfather, maybe a great guy, but like, Are we really going to trust the nuclear football? Are you really going to trust your children and your grandchildren's futures on this guy? Because we want to be sensitive and kowtow around the issue of mental decline. I mean, I I get that it's a sensitive thing for many people, but that doesn't mean you should be like, yeah, you know, it's sensitive. I want to be right about this. So let's just give him the presidency. I mean, it's it's sort of insane. Right.
1: It's very insane, and I think your your dad's going to have a minefield to be able to point that out uh, without uh, having everybody pounce and say, look how mean he is, but it has to be pointed out. It, in the debates, it, it, it has to be made clear. He, he's he's yeah. not there. He's just not there. Well,
0: listen, Glenn, if, if Donald Trump made one of the daily Joe Biden-type errors, you know, like oh, know. forgetting where he is— confusing his wife from his sister uh you know not being able to you know, speak to a group of five or six people and now if you're a 50-year washington dc politician you can't speak to a group of five people without a teleprompter and even with the teleprompter you screw it up it's a problem if donald trump did one of those things you would have every television psychologist in america on tv immediately saying he's in the later stages of alzheimer's and dementia combined i've never seen anything like this it's terrible 25th amendment with Joe Biden, they're like, nothing to see here. And it's because the media can push Joe Biden as the moderate. They can try to sell to the American people, look, it's moderate Joe from Scranton. But, you know, They don't talk about the fact that he left Scranton at seven. They don't talk about the fact that he was a, an elected Washington, D.C. official since his 20s and has done nothing else. He's not blue-collar Joe, but they can try to sell that image to the American people while you have people like Kamala Harris with the most liberal voting record in the Senate, even left of Bernie in there. While you have the Biden-Sanders joint unity platform, the Biden-Bernie-Sanders joint unity platform on Joe Biden's website. So when I say that he's a radical and all the no, he's not. He's a moderate. I'm like, you're not a moderate if you have the Biden-Bernie-Sanders joint unity platform on your website. Four trillion in taxes so you, the American people, can have the privilege of paying for free health care and education for illegals. Now, you don't have the privilege of getting that for yourself but you can pay for it for others. I mean, this is insanity. And so Joe is the perfect sort of puppet for the left. You, the real darling of this thing is Kamala Harris for the media. That's who they always wanted. And that's basically who they'll get if Joe Biden's the president. Yeah, I know. He's not going to be the guy to do it.
1: I know. Um, um, we have such little time left. I know you have to get to your, your uncle's funeral today, and I'm, I'm- I'm so sorry for what happened over the weekend, the way that was handled by so many. It's it's really despicable. I don't know who we've turned into. Um, But uh, let me just ask you a couple of questions on the election. I don't know how you just don't lose your mind between the Russia hoax and then the Ukraine phone call hoax Mm -hmm. uh, and now the post office hoax and all of these things. It's what they're doing. It's what they're doing. Correct. They're self-diagnosing every time. You know, there's something going on in Ukraine. Yep, there is something going. On. You're doing it in Ukraine. Uh, you know, there's a, somebody's trying to steal yeah. an election. Yep, you're trying to steal the election. Um, what can you? Correct. What is the? What is the president going to do? Because if he doesn't win in a landslide, uh, they're going to tear this country apart. How can he assure? Oh, that, I- can been doing it anyway? Glenn. I know, I know. Been I know. Doing I know. it anyway. No, 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 like, they're unifiers. That. No, no, no. We learned last night oh, they're, yeah. unifiers. Well, you're,
0: they're unifiers. Well, they're unifiers <laughs> if you agree with 100% of every ridiculous thing they said. Yeah. If you veer off a little bit, like if you're like, "Okay, I agree with you 99%, but I want to I like my second amendment." You're persona non grata. You're canceled. They'll destroy your business. They'll cut you off. Uh, you know, it, it's over. So, you know, it's interesting you brought up sort of all the hoaxes that continue, and you even see the post office hoaxes, the new, the latest outrage. It's crazy. And it's nonsense. He literally is on the record saying, hey, I'll fund the post office, but I want to do that while simultaneously funding the American people. Unlike Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, who literally, they want millions of dollars for the Kennedy Center for the Arts. Now, hey, I'm sure the Kennedy Center for the Arts is wonderful, but at a time like this, when Americans have lost jobs, where businesses were struggling, where... Like, how about we give the American taxpayer money back their money? The other problem with all of the hoaxes is that it actually only makes Donald Trump's accomplishments all that much more significant. Think about it. The economic accomplishments, the geopolitical accomplishments, getting a peace deal done in the Middle East. But while he's they spent three years trying to throw me in jail, uh, they, they try, you know, they pushed that he was an agent of Russia somehow. They continue to do that to this day, Glenn. Uh, You have the impeachment hoax. You have all of these lies. And he was still, despite more incoming fire than any president has ever taken, he was still able to deliver for the American people. Now imagine what we could do if we had the house, uh, we get the house back. We had it once, but we had weak leadership in the house. They weren't going to push for any of these plans because, you know, they were more concerned about uh, some liberal in Washington, DC writing a mean article about him. Mm. That was going to happen anyway. Uh, So, this time around, you could do it, but I mean, to me, the incoming that he took make makes his accomplishments that much more important.
1: I want to. I want to respect your time. I would just urge that you please look into um, a way to uh, keep accounts on high tech. Uh, they're going to sway the election, and they're already doing it. And uh, you know, there's 100%, a hundred
0: percent. Listen. This has been an issue that has been a, a, you know, one that's really important to me. I've been probably one of the most vocal conservatives on the issue. I've been doing it for three years. I mean, you know, I've, I was canceled two weeks ago off of Twitter. I was thrown off Instagram a few times. They censored my posts even when they're 100% accurate in the general you know, theme of the things. Uh, the social media censorship has been a disaster for conservatives. And honestly, unfortunately, not a lot of Republicans have even been aware of it till guys like me started bringing it up because they do the, oh, no, it's free market. Oh, and I know. It's not free market when you no. get liability protections from the U.S. government. Amen. But then you're acting as a publisher, deciding who's getting to do what and when. Yep. You notice you've so- never heard of a single left-wing organization, regardless of how radical, who's been thrown off a social media platform. But everyone can name 50 conservatives who've been thrown off, censored, demonetized, Deplatformed platform or just outright thrown off the platforms so it's a it's a scary thing please they're definitely putting their hands on the scale
1: of this election please look into dr robert epstein's work um up in boston uh he is for 10 million dollars he can monitor uh, what's happening that will be immediately erased it's uh ephemeral uh stuff and it's he's got it down he just needs some uh support so look into that if if you can um one one last thing deep state are we going to see people go to jail for what happened with the impeachment and ukraine stuff
0: i i sure hope so i mean i god knows i was one of the you know other than my father i was probably the number two target of their hoax uh you know so i hope so and you know If it's taking a long time, I hope it's because they're getting their ducks in a row to do it right. But if you didn't believe in the deep state in 2016, I'd forgive you. If you don't believe in it now, you're an idiot. And so we do have to combat these kind of atrocities because, by the way, this should be a partisan issue. It's not because they can manipulate it against Donald Trump. But no American, regardless of your political affiliation, should want or think that this could ever happen again to any president, to any president. Uh, what happened was an absolute disgrace. Uh, and too many people in Washington, D.C., are more concerned about preserving the institutions of government rather than the Constitution itself. And that should scare all of us because you see that, honestly, you see it a lot from people on the right. Uh, oh, you know, well, I, I've known him for a long time. He's my buddy, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm like, your buddy, you know, literally. Uh, he, was, he was involved in the first non-peaceful transition of power in 240-plus years, and you're going to give him a pass because you've known him? Uh, that's pretty sad. You know, the FBI corruption at the top, and again, I want to make the distinction between the door kickers, the guys on the ground yeah. who come up to me all the time. I mean, I'm a competitive shooter. I, I sort of go in those circles. I mean, they come up to me. just They literally apologize for the disgrace of what's happened to leadership at the FBI. Uh, for those sorts of things to happen. You know, the media makes Comey his dar- their darling. I mean, the guy's the most sanctimonious joker I've ever seen in my life. You know, it's almost embarrassing that this guy could actually ascend to the top of the FBI. But that's because, again, to get anywhere in D.C., you have to become a bureaucrat. You have to sell out yourself. You have to be one of them. Uh, and, and that's scary, and it needs to stop.
1: Donald Trump Jr., thank you so much for being on the program. Appreciate uh, everything you and your family have uh, gone through uh, in in our name. Thank you for that, uh, and congratulations on the Middle East. It is an unbelievable accomplishment. Thanks so much. We'll, thank we'll you talk to you. Bye bye, Donald, well. Donald Trump Jr. The best of the Glenn Beck program. If you are ready for some really great news, keep listening. Built Bar is back, and it is unbelievable. If you've been listening to my show this year, I love Built Bars. Uh, it's an all-American story. This is a client I asked to be on the show because I didn't listen to my wife again, and she'd been telling me about it, but it has protein bar on it, and those always taste like a doormat. This is unbelievable. The mint brownie flavor? Oh, yes, baby. It is life-changing. The new bars taste better than ever. In addition to the 12 original flavors, Built Bar just added cookies and cream, carrot cake, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I mean, it's just, it's great. Built bar delicious nutritious high protein low calorie high fiber low carbs 100 real chocolate and 100 really good plus they've reset the code for this new launch right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code Beck. get ten dollars off your first order promo code Beck. builtbar.com christian are you there
3: hi mr glenn
1: how oh. are you i'm <laughs> very good very good uh i think that's what your dad called me too is the opposite <laughs> of o'reilly beck and mr glenn um so christian um you're out in you're out in la and you were going to go to ucla uh and now you're talking about coming home uh why so I
3: started speaking out about a month ago when the riot started. I was on the roof of my building in L.A. and I was overlooking the city. We had eight helicopters in the air. There were 12 police cars on fire. And all anyone had to say about it was, let me go post a black square on Instagram. There was no truth. It was just deception. Um, and so it's been really heartbreaking being in this city that I love so much. Uh, so I am thinking about
1: coming home. Um, are, you much the push, are you getting much push? Are you getting much pushback? Um, because I, I've seen a couple of your videos. Let me, in fact, I have a 30 second clip here of you're not a racist video. Listen to this.
3: You're not a racist. You're not. You're not a racist when you say you don't see color. This idea that if we run around all day talking about celebrating people's color, racism will go away is deranged. Stop talking about it. <laughs> as long as BLM is running around terrorizing white people for things they didn't even do, racism ain't going away it's going up stop allowing blue-haired white liberals with mental health problems tell you who you are you know you're not a racist stop accepting it you're not a white supremacist when you call the cops on someone who looks threatening if you feel threatened call the cops
1: uh you're you had, an, <laughs> you had another video out that just talked about the stats uh and you combated black uh, lives matter and it was really powerful. What is the reaction you're getting from people out in, in L.A.? Well, what I've
3: noticed is people don't want to hear truth. They want to believe whatever lie they're choosing to believe. They want to believe that police are killing black people at such a high rate when it's simply not the truth. The main issues affecting black America our father absent our black on black crime but they don't want to hear the statistics so that's what i hear a lot it's just a lot of cuss words it's a lot of um
1: Nesteders. character
3: smearing yeah. yeah
1: yeah so um what are your what are your peers saying i mean what have, have they just bought into this and there is no way or is there any light at the end of the tunnel that people are waking up to this
3: Well, I've noticed there's such a young conservative base and there's such a young conservative um, group on social media that just feels stifled because politics and pop culture have merged together. So everyone feels forced into posting a Black Lives Matter square, forced into posting a Black Lives Matter petition. So they need a strong voice. They need young voices that are willing to take some of the heat. So I'm glad I kind of get to lead that movement. Um and I've noticed a lot of people are starting to speak up now um after I have.
1: So um tell me what you thought about the DNC and uh you know what are the highlights or the lowlights this week? And do you know anybody who's even watching it?
3: Um I just know a bunch of conservatives who are watching to get nervous about what happens if our great President Trump doesn't get reelected. Right. <laughs> um but some of the highlights uh last night when they were talking about climate change but refused to address antifa and black lives matter going around lighting federal buildings on fire i'm sure that's not good for the climate <laughs> 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 uh, or this praise for kamala being a black woman being a woman being all these different things and this is what the left does they uplift minorities um and then Anytime you go to criticize them, they say you can't criticize them. You're being misogynistic. You can't criticize them. You're being a racist. No, equality means we can all criticize each other equally. We don't like Kamala's policies. That's why we're criticizing her.
1: and And, and then Michelle Obama. um, How do you feel about Michelle Obama? Because uh, a lot of people uh, feel the same way about Michelle Obama as they do about Kamala, that that, I don't know, I can relate to her. She seems nice. Uh, you know, how do you how do you relate to her?
3: Well, I, re- I read a quote yesterday by Thomas Sowell. He's a really famous black economist, mm-hmm. but of course black America doesn't know about them because they uplift drug dealing rappers instead of um, people who are educated. Right. Um, but he said something like, the Obamas are really great if you don't know anything about policy. If you know about policy, if you know about what they've done, then you see all the lies. So when Michelle Obama talks after knowing what they did during their presidency about how they the policies that they implemented, the neoliberal policies that destroyed middle America, it's just it's offensive to come be lectured by someone like her. Yeah,
1: You know, I've been saying, Christian, this week that I think this uh, shows what the DNC actually how they actually view the voter that is out in you know the rest of America, because they're saying things and doing things that they're standing against uh, with their policies. They're saying you know uh, you know we're for law and order, yada yada yada. No 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 you can't be for Antifa and. And and cutting the police force
3: and BLM
1: and BLM and B right. for law and order. They say that they're for, you know, a restoration of America's uh, Constitution and our and our rights and our principles. That's the exact opposite. It's, it's almost as if they just think the people who are voting and they may be right. The people that are going to vote for a Democrat who are watching this thing are so stupid that they have never heard what's actually happening in washington and that might be true what's your take
3: well i i think democrats genuinely think american citizens are stupid if you look around the country who has the most dangerous cities it's democrat cities um i said last night they're really not a pro-america party they're an anti-trump party anything to take trump out of office anything to undermine his presidency uh I mean, another highlight from last night was Elizabeth Warren talking in the kindergarten classroom. And you look behind her and there's kindergarten blocks that say BLM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's that doesn't equal law and order. BLM has been running around burning buildings down and beating up American citizens. That's not. But the media is so against us that people really believe everyone's just a peaceful protester. It's not the truth.
1: I, uh, uh, you know, I don't know um, if you really remember the Tea Party. It was happening when you were pretty young. But I was I was part of that movement and I saw millions of Americans, total grassroots. And we were snubbed and called names every every time, every day. Everything we did was radical, destructive, anti-American, yada, yada. And we were just trying to get the Constitution to rule supreme again. That's all we wanted. What's amazing to me is in 3 weeks of BLM all of a sudden the NBA is is repainting the floors the NFL is completely uh bowing down it, 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 i've never seen any grassroots movement have that kind of control and now in our schools it, it's it's clearly a business it's clearly not grassroots
3: uh, well, one thing I like to always point out to everyone is the Democrat are the Democrats are the party of mobs. One of the most famous ones was the KKK. Um, hate to say it, BLM is just the KKK in blackface. It's the new KKK. They go around destroying things. They destroy people's businesses. They put Americans' lives at risk. They kill police officers. This is a radical domestic terrorist organization. So to have sports teams and companies kneel down and worship this org as if they are doing something great for black America or doing something great for the country is offensive. And it's almost treasonous. I would say
1: your, your dad is remarkable, absolutely remarkable. Um, How much of a role did he play in your life and, and who you've become?
3: Um, it's been always really nice to have a role model and be able to look up to him and look up to his accomplishments. Luckily, he really never pressured me into anything. He let me kind of become myself. He let me do my own research on things. So that's been another cool aspect. But it's, it's always nice to have someone to lean on.
1: Yeah. Christian, we'll talk to you uh, later, and you'll be uh, doing the podcast with me tonight. Blaze subscribers will be able to see the podcast tonight, and it will be available wherever you get your podcast on Saturday. Christian Walker, thank you so much. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program, and don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Yesterday, there was a slide that uh, was being showed to employee training uh, in a class for employees. And it uh, on this unbelievable slide, it showed that you what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. And the things that were not acceptable uh, were Blue Lives Matters, T-shirts, hats, anything like that. All lives matter. Any MAGA attire. Wow. Politically affiliated slogans or material. What was acceptable? Black lives matter. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, pride, LGBT. So you could wear anything you wanted with that. Uh, But if you did anything, you know, pro cops or MAGA, you had they had zero tolerance. Okay. Okay you know, we, we can't lose Goodyear and we can't lose jobs at Goodyear. Um, but unless the employees stand up um, and the way to get the employees to stand up, I think because I'll bet you most of the employees disagree with this. Um, if we can't get the employees to uh, to stand up at the beginning, then you got to apply pressure. And I hate to say it, but if I were buying tires today, it wouldn't be a good year. Because they came out and said, "No, no, 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 no." The visual in question was not created or distributed by the Goodyear corporate, uh, and uh, and it wasn't part of a diversity training class. Uh huh. Okay, so uh, an
2: oddly worded uh, denial from the start, right? Yeah. What do you mean? So, what if it wasn't a if it wasn't a part of a diversity training class? In some ways, it's worse. Yeah, right. what like, was it? What was it for? Like, you're just giving right. it to people on a normal
1: day. That's even worse. At least people can tune out on your diversity training days. So now let's play the audio, um, and this is the audio from Goodyear. Listen.
0: ...pride on their face-covering shirts or wristbands. That will be deemed approved because it complies <laughs> with 0 collar stands. Stop, However, stop, any- stop.
1: Let me, let me give you the full statement some people may wish to express their views on social justice or inequality or equity issues such as black lives matter or lgbtq pride on their face coverings shirts or wristbands that will be deemed approved because it applies with a zero tolerance stance however go ahead
0: associate wears all blue white live matter shirts or face coverings that will be not appropriate there's rules now around what you can wear Um, let's try to comply with these so that way uh, you know everybody feels good in this this factory i want to make sure guys think about what we do in this factory right we all work together to make tires that's what we do that's what we get paid to do so let's continue to do that and do the right thing Keep this place uh, what it's always been—a good
1: place to work. Well, you've you've <laughs> lost that, but because you've caved in, this is the, the, there's two things going on. Let me finish what he said. You can wear anything, Black Lives Matter, etc., etc. However, any associate that wears all or blue or white lives matter shirts or face coverings that will not be appropriate. Now he references in there the zero tolerance policy, which. The only thing different in the Zero Tolerance policy slide than what he just said was what What? MAGA.
2: Well, oh yeah, he didn't didn't mention what MAGA. and he did uh, did mention White Lives Matter. Was White Lives Matter in the initial one? I don't remember. Um, I Um, don't think
1: so. Let me look. Not a lot of people wearing
2: White Lives Matter gear. No, Blue Lives
1: Matter. All Lives Matter. MAGA attire, politically affiliated slogans or material. So. Um, It doesn't look good for Goodyear. Um, And, you know, Martin Luther King said, if you don't do boycotts, your movement doesn't have any teeth. Um, And, uh, you know, you everybody has to decide on their own what they're going to do. But if I were buying tires today, I would make it very clear to Goodyear that I am intentionally not buying a Goodyear tire. It's amazing, too, that these companies keep doing this. It's like do you
2: you have do you realize that this is not a 90-10 sort of split you're talking about here like you know you're t- maga gear half the country's going to vote for this guy whether you like him or not you can't just eliminate unless you're a partisan organization right like if you're the huffington post you can do all sorts of things to piss off conservatives cuz no one cares you're good, your goodyear tires half your employees, or more than half of your employees, probably, are going to vote for Donald Trump. I know that doesn't make you happy, but like I, you have to be able to understand that you're a business. You are not... A, a political
1: activist organization well, see, everyone but, seems to want to be one it, that's, I don't understand the, it. that's the second message from this i think i mean here's this guy and you can hear it in his voice he's like come on guys <laughs> let's just remember what we do here we make tires right he does, okay. he, there's no passion behind
2: it in no. this guy. He's
1: like look guys can we just please just make the things that roll on the bottom of cars right so he's he's basically defending this policy and making sure that everybody knows because He's forced to or they're forced to because they are giving in to the minority of Black Lives Matter. That is going to that minority is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller as time goes on, because as more people see them for who they really are, it's going to become very unpopular. But they are doing the same thing that the the dispassionate nazis did the people who just ran a business or a store and they just wanted to be left alone they hung the nazi flag in their store window and they did it only to say nazis leave us alone just leave us alone we're not going to be a problem we just we just want to make tires leave us alone and that's what he's saying here however he's expecting the white people he's expecting the police, the people who uh, black and white that believe in the police he's expecting the people black and white that vote for donald trump he's expecting the people black and white that know that black lives matter is a marxist company and that wants the destruction of the traditional family and the Western way of life, he's expecting those people just to go along with it. And that's where he's pleading, please, guys, can we just, can we just all know that this is just a, a bunch of vocal minority here that we're just placating so we can get back to business? That's what he's saying.
2: If he would have said that, it would have fit perfectly with his tone. You know, his tone is like, look, you know, we want everyone to be happy. We want to make some tires. It's a good place to work. Can we just go along with this and not whine about it? Right. And I'm not saying that you, you should whine about this. You should. But, like, as, a, as someone who's trying to get himself through this announcement, and yeah. he's it, just. He was can, probably the guy
1: it. who was sitting in, and there, I bet there were lots in corporate boardrooms all across the country that are like, guys, we make tires. We make tires. Why are we making a statement about what what right. political stuff you can wear? Right. Well, can we stay out of this? We make tires. We make tires for people who drive cars that, you know, are going to an Antifa rally. And we drive car. We, we, uh, we uh, uh, make tires for police cars. Can, can we stop? Can we stop? We make tires. And you know that's happening all over. I I am so blessed to work for my own company where we haven't had to have any of these and nor will we have any of these kinds of meetings. It's ridiculous. I don't know how you're doing it, America. And, And think about this, too. What party is closer aligned with
2: what Goodyear is actually doing? You know what? The other party is trying to get rid of cars. So you know, there's not a lot of value in Goodyear tires when none of the cars are on the roads. And if you want to say, "Oh well, th- that's not true," they want to, they want electric cars. Okay, fine. But I mean, what are the tires made out of? <laughs> right? Like this? Is a, these are this is a they're made out of fossil fuels. That's what they're made out of. This is a this is such a ridiculous thing. And every company, you know, when this. Started back in the day, Glenn, because we were right at the cutting edge of this. And when I say cutting edge, I mean on the knife, like the side getting stabbed by <laughs> these movements, <laughs> you know, these sort of fakie movements that would say, oh, well, you know, we, we get five calls uh, from some random activist group because supposedly Glenn said something on the air and it was always Glenn. Glenn said something on the air. Never that, you. It, never me. Um, that got us in trouble for some reason. That someone didn't like. Some crazy activist. And they would call and they'd get, they the same five people would call. This is back when they were doing it via phone. And then they started doing it via email. And then they, they the same people would get all, all these emails come in from the same activists over and over again. They're form letters. They, they, it, and the, I remember thinking at some point these companies learn that what is happening to them is a scam there's not a there's not a large movement saying you can't
1: No, because but they
2: don't learn they never learn
1: they didn't learn they learned because the opposite. they got into the system and they are in positions of power so they are yeah. i mean black lives matter they are in positions of power now all of their supporters they have them in washington dc they have they have they've taken over one of the two political parties so you can't ignore them anymore and and yes that's exactly how they built it and it was all built on soros money and everything else and it's dirty as hell and it's marxist but all these companies they, they go with it because what are you gonna do what are you gonna do we, we did a quote
2: uh, from Ibram Kendi. He's one of the big white... He's in that white fragility sort of world, this new racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and his quote was fascinating and so honest and so very much where we are today, which was, the only solution for past discrimination is present discrimination. The only solution for present discrimination is future discrimination. They are outwardly advocating for discrimination. It's why California... Is pulling out of their state constitution the uh, the uh, the 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 clause about you're Can't not allowed to discriminate race. against the race or color of skin or whatever? They want to be able to discriminate based on the color of skin. Think of that statement. They're,
1: too, they're pulling it out of constitutions. They're bringing us back 400. This isn't yeah. progress. This is taking us and dragging us back 400 years.
2: All of the worst instincts of human beings, these people are trying to bring back. When I mean these people, I mean left-wing activists. Almost a very small percentage of them are actually black. This is, this is a bunch of white elitists who have wanted this for a really long time. And they're using the death of George Floyd, using black people who have been killed, some, uh, you know, in in valid circumstances, some in completely horrific circumstances, and saying, you know what, we're going to build this movement on their backs. It's disgusting.